anymore than you were right. They're just ghosts inside the dream of a life that we don't know. They walk around us all the time, never paying any mind to the silly lies we lead. For the reaping we've all sown There's a cup of coffee waiting on every corner Someday we're gonna wake up And find the corners gone But the devil'll still be walking around This whole world alone Cause After life goes on. Hello and welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to episode 309 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Lawrence. As always, I'm joined by Becky Foster. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Hello, one and all. Coming up on this week's show, we will not be reviewing Annabelle Comes Home because I couldn't make it work, so we're going to review it next week. Sorry, Becky. Okay, as long as I get to see it, I'm good. Yeah, we will review it next week uh, because I'm fairly sure you two don't want really want to see The Lion King, so that's fine. So. I actually, yeah, but it's been really badly reviewed, on it? So? Saw a lot of things. Yeah, but the, 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 the points people are picking in it, I can kind of see just in the trailer. What? That, that, that because it's done too photorealistic they can't emote so like bits from the from like the animated one like when when Mufasa's like dying and he's like screaming and like his face is all like distorted and stuff and the like childish glee that you see on Simba's face when he's a cub and stuff like that you just don't get any of that from it it's just like just flat is what I've heard mm. Yeah. I've also I've also heard that the performance of Be Prepared is really underwhelming as well, which is a shame. Apparently, it seems like Shuatel Ejiofor does not want to sing, and <laughs> you know that's, that's that's a shame. But no, I, sorry. Oh. If you want to sign up to do a musical, you've just got to kind of get on board with that shit, really, haven't you? Mm. Well, I mean, like there was a, there was a kind of like a behind the scenes thing of Cats came out today and i don't know like at least they seem on board even if it's because they're being paid a large amount of money to say they are uh but we'll see that that's gonna be fascinating anyway um so instead we well we said we were going to review it anyway but we will review jim jarmusch's the dead don't die a film that i paid 23 pounds to see and have a beer at the weekend thank you because on victoria your seats are lovely but holy fucking shit um and we'll be reviewing the Netflix film Point Blank, uh, the um, Anthony Mackie, uh, Frank Grillo film. Sorry, it's it's very warm and I'm just feeling low energy. I will perk up and uh, we will be doing the, the latest Patreon review, uh, taking a look at what we did, uh, what we do in the shadows. So uh, before we get into trailers, Becky wanted to talk about something. Go backs. Uh, yeah, just just the news that's come out this week regarding the uh, reallocation of the 007 code name, really, which Mark seems to have 
no fucking clue what anyone's on about. Nope. Do you live in a bubble? A little bit. What what is this? What what about? Do you want to tell him? Ian? I, I think I think you should have the satisfaction of telling him. Oh, okay, sure. So um, it's been revealed that there will be a new 007 in the next Bond film. All right, and a new 007, not necessarily a new Bond. Yes. Right. Yes. And uh, it's going to be uh, Lashana Lynch, who I think is most known as the uh, mate of Brie Larson in Captain Marvel. All right. So Bond is not 007 in this one. No, he's retired from MI6, hasn't he? And so the code number, code name's been reallocated. So this is this is the thing. So people were going nuts, going like, oh, oh my God, the next Bond is a, is a black woman. And that would be that would be quite something. It's not I mean, that would be a film I would watch. Yeah, this is the thing. Well, it, did you say that the Skyfall fucked it for the whole well James Bond and 007 are both just code names? It, it fucked it for the James Bond is a code name. Yeah. yeah. That was never confirmed. It was always just a, that, that was always like a, a theory. Yeah, but it was a nice way to kind of in your head go, well, that's why the act keeps changing. Do you know what I mean? It was a nice way to kind it, of... It, it was, get yeah. You read around it. But you can also take it as, um, for instance... Um, there's different iterations of Spider-Man and different iterations of Batman and things like that. It, it becomes they don't a, continue from each other. Though, it do doesn't they? continue from what is it? You know, Moonraker has fuck all to do with Casino Royale. No. I'm saying they they they, they don't have to interlink. They can be right. This is Daniel Craig's version of Bond, whereby it's not a code name. It is his. He has a backstory. Next guy, this is his iteration of Bond, and it could be used as a code name, and it's more fun bouncing around like that rather than trying to. I think that adds a little bit more weight to Craig's character there, and why? Why you know, it's no big deal. It's it, it's a little bit like it's it's a bit soft service, really. It's a bit of testing the water, dipping the toe in, and going, we're gonna just give Bond to a or is it, and that's what we're gonna do, and then just watch the world explode. But the I thing is, post post this Bond, they then start making 007 movies. And get oh, oh, that'd be a fucking shape. That's it, that's not going to happen. I mean, it, this is blatantly with the end of Spectre being uh, Bond um, going off with um, Leia Sadu, um and him kind of like seemingly happy and retired. Lashana Lynch will be dead by the time the title sequence starts in this film. <laughs> Also, you can have his code name back. Yeah, it, it like, and then he'll be brought out of retirement. Yeah. Like, but like straight, straight up, that's fucking happening. I what? don't. It's not gonna be the last Daniel Craig film. Will not be. Sorry, yeah, go on. Uh, my prediction is there that she's not the. Ian, uh, 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 Ian's spot on right. That will be. A double or seven because Blofeld's apparently still around, isn't he? Apparently, yeah, he, uh, yeah. Apparently, Christoph, Christoph Waltz has been spotted at Pinewood, even though Rami Malek is supposed to be the the main bad guy. This this is my theory: is Bond comes out of retirement to go back to double or seven because Blofeld and associates keep on hunting down and killing each person that is given the double or seven code name. So I reckon that she won't have been... In the film, she'll be the only 007, 
but there will have been previous 007s that they put into that code name that have been killed beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's 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 plausible. It just, it's the last Daniel Craig film. It's not going to be Daniel Craig handing over the reins. I mean, and it should, you know, maybe it should be. I, I haven't seen Lashana Lynch in enough, in enough stuff. But it's not going to be Daniel Craig handing over the, the reins to a black woman. It, it, it's it's not. It, it, it's not. Um, I I don't the, right. The Ricoli family have that. That is what they have. They have Bond. The what? Ricoli family. Broccoli family. It's totally broccoli. Yeah, but they like they they prefer broccoli. What? Who, who prefers broccoli? They do. Who prefers broccoli? We do. No, no, no. Ser- seriously, you they, you think they say no, their no. names are broccoli? Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, but yeah, they, that's does, does, they does, does does Mr. Honsune prefer his name Digimon? I, I will, obviously, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that's what they've got. They're not going to risk that property. <laughs> Broccoli. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, they're not going to risk this property um, by doing something like taking, you know, not saying I have an issue with it, but taking the risk of having a bond that is a a female, a B. Let's be honest, going further than that, a black female. They're just not going to do that. It just I, James Bond and woke audience don't combine. It would be fucking fantastic if it did, and it, it, it doesn't. And I'm not saying I want to keep my Bond male or I, I want to keep my Bond white. It, it, it just it is the practical and social reality. And because the thing is, the narrative for this, you already know what some reviews are going to be like. It's going to be like, oh, it was so exciting having Lashana Lynch in the first 20 minutes, and then we had to spend the next two hours watching Daniel Craig this film shit yeah it is my issue is the people who will have who I I have no real connection to to Bond at all I I, I like I like the Daniel Craig ones Mm. enough but depending on who the next actor is to to get for it I might not bother and that is they might get for instance if they cast Henry Cavill I don't mind Cavill, but I think if he was a Bond, he'd play it as a very straight Bond. Yeah. If, if they, if, for instance, if they cast Richard Madden, which I can't see them doing, but if they did, I would, it just, I wouldn't bother. I just wouldn't bother because it, it would. There were certain parts of um, Spectre, the last one, wasn't there? Yeah. There were certain parts of Spectre that felt a little bit like a BBC drama. If they cast. Um, Richard Manning there, it would just be a BBC drama yeah, that cost $200 million. I won't be watching that. I'd give, I'd give Cavill a go. I like Cavill, but I think if he did, if he did Bond, I think it, I think they'd make him... I think they wouldn't let him have a playfulness with it. I think they'd make <laughs> him play it like this. That's the thing. It was like, if it, if it was like Man from Uncle level playfulness in a Bond film, as it would have been in like the 60s or 70s, Henry yeah. Cavill would rock the fuck out of that. Oh, Henry Cavill would be, would be ideal for Bond, but if they would let him go, right, but A, I don't think he'd take it, well, it depends, Henry Cavill, if they offered him enough money, would take it, because he likes money, and he's outright come out and said, I really like money. But I mean, like, to 
be fair, he's he's in the, he's filming the Witcher series at the moment. I don't think that's because he likes money. I think it's because he fucking likes that. He likes video games and he yeah. likes that fucking world. And I'm sure he's getting paid handsomely. I'm not criticizing him. It, it's just he likes. He, he said, "I like when I like. I like. I like being wealthy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you know what? Fuck it, fine. You've you've made a shitload of money. Why not enjoy it, mate? It's fine. He's not he's not a prat with it. It's just he he likes taking private jet places and things like that. It's not very good for the environment. Uh, you, you fucking so what? I'm I'm very much on with the environment thing. But Emma Thompson, for instance, taking a private jet from LA to London to then go to a climate change protest is a bit like, oh fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that actually happened, didn't it? Yeah, oh, that that's actually funny. happened. That 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 ranks right within fucking uh, vegans going to Glastonbury. It, it is the same fucking thing. Mm, yeah. The thing is, though, Henry Cavill is very, very clever with his carbon offsetting, though, because he works out how much his private playing use will go versus how many women he has to murder um, who really, really like eating beef and so don't produce methane. Actually, on a serious note, Ian, actually, which is true. Uh, I, better, I, I better actually say I was joking. But, uh, yeah. on, on a serious note, uh, Henry Cavill did actually... He's not murdered anyone. Did actually bark... Like, you don't know that. Well, I don't know. No. Um, please don't sue with Henry Cavill for saying you didn't murder people. Because uh, um, you might... Ian said that he did. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Henry yeah, Cavill. Yeah, that was part of his carbon offsetting. So, you know. <laughs> so, so, so those, those, those bastards deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Henry Cavill actually bought Orlando Bloom's uh, eco home off him. So he does care about the environment. Yeah. Unless he, he, he bought it just to fucking just to rip out all the eco <laughs> shit. He just set fire to it. He's got, a, he's got a fucking petrol fridge. <laughs> <laughs> like that fucking Renault advert that you see at the cinema where everything's got petrol. That's just his fucking, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a tangent. <laughs> How did we get onto that? You and oh, your bond thing. Bond. No. You and your work bond. It's not me and my work bond. I. It's not. It's not a property that I have any interest in whatsoever. It's. I just. I'm interested to see what they do next with it, though. Whether they do it as a reboot. I'm not particularly invested in where they go with it, but I'm interested to see where they go with it. I'm interested to see if. Um, how the film pans out because just so, so far it, it seems to be the film nobody actually wants to make. Well, he kind of does a little bit more now. Yeah, but only because of all the money. Yeah, but fair enough, again. Um, Danny Ball wanted to be there until he told him he couldn't do what he wanted to do. Um, what's his name who's directing now would prefer to just be playing um, video games? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, they did that weird like press conference where all they did was reveal a load of posters that looked like somebody knocked them up in their lunch break. <laughs> it's yeah, it 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 is becoming the snake eating its own tail at the moment. The Bond franchise. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Okay. I tried to realize the second one. That was it. Yeah. You're looking at me expectantly. Don't look at me expectantly. <laughs> You're expecting to remain. <laughs> no, I'm just sad. 
I watched. I just watched the trailer for an awful-looking thing, Fighting with Fire, the John Cena, Keegan-Michael Key firefighters-looking-after-kids comedy, which I'm starting to feel sorry for Keegan-Michael Key because he's Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele's Jordan Peele. Yeah, it, it, it's a little bit... It, it, it does feel a little bit like if you could rewind, like, three years, you'd have probably gone on and pointed at him and gone, he's the one who's going to have the, the bigger career going forward because he's the more, out of the two of them, he's been in, in slightly more, mm-hmm. and now John Peel's won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Yep. It looks awful. It looks so fucking bad. Does it, and, I, I don't mind um, John Cena in things. I think he can be quite amusing. He's in that um, blockers. blockers, isn't he? Yeah, which is a lot it's of just, fun. Him being in the new Fast and Furious just is such. That's really fuck. I don't know. It's boring casting. I wait. He's in the new Fast and Furious. Yeah. Are they still on with the next two? Yeah, Fast and Furious Nine comes out next year. So, but that's not got the Rock in it, has it? No, it's it's like it's Vin Diesel and the other crew apart from the Rock and Jason Statham. So, so literally, literally, it is just that Hobbs and Shaw is going to go off and do their, what is it? it, it what I will say is it is weird seeing the Hobbs and Shaw trailer and they're having that big fucking battle at that power station and you're going, that's in Selby. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a Selby power station. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so you look at going, no, nothing that interesting ever happens in Selby. It's all just people with web feet. I feel like it's pretty not set in Selby. I don't think it's set in Selby, no. no. So. I doubt it. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, I, that film is going to be amazing. I, it's only a couple of weeks away now. Uh, it, it's so close, I can almost taste it, and I can't wait. <laughs> it is not long away. I'm, I'm so fucking excited for Hobson Shaw. Sorry. I'm excited for it. I'm also a little worried. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. The third act, that, that third yeah. act, which looks like it's all going to be set in Hawaii, could go very, very 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 wrong and yeah. i'm a i'm a little bit worried that it's going to turn into hobbs and sure yeah i, I i'm just yeah. i'm looking at it going that third act looks very much like you know where when you're watching tango and cash and then you go you're going it's a bit mental jack palance has, has, has literally had somebody just make that entire fucking maze for those rats. Just <laughs> just to prove this weird little point. This is a bit mad. He's a bit mad. This is, hey. Oh, look. Now uh, Kurt Russell's in a dress. This film takes some weird fucking turns. And then it just gets into a lair and it just goes mental. And you go, <laughs> I'm on board with this, but I can see why people might not be. <laughs> I get a feeling like with Hobbs and Shaw, it, it's a little bit like... They've gone, right, what can we do next? We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And we're going to do this. And there was nobody there to go, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm just going to take beers in with me. I'm going to do a John Wick 3 and just get trashed. It's uh, that, That's probably going to be the right way to go. I have a feeling that it's going to be one of those ones where audience views are going to be sky high on it and critics views are going to be fucking rock bottom on it <laughs> which is basically what the fast and furious franchise is built on 
Mm. It's the only one where if they got a, if they got a, a above ninety in the critics section on Rotten Tomatoes, they'd be like, "Well, this is fucking bullshit." <laughs> quick, put some fucking fake shit reviews on there. Really about, it? No, it's about people enjoying going to the cinema, and I think that's cool. Too right. Anything else? Heard about that third act, though. Uh, yeah, we can do. Mm. And we watched Hustlers trailer, didn't we? Because you wanted to watch it. I just don't. I'm just intrigued by it. I, I don't get why you. I get why you're intrigued by it. I don't get the reason for why you're intrigued by it. Oh, it popped up on something earlier. Like, that's weird. I feel like strippers with both J Lo and Cardi B in it. But I don't get why you think that's weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a live trailer watch of this while you guys talk. Uh, you honestly, I don't think you even need to, mate. <laughs> no, I want to. I don't get why you think that's weird. Okay. Okay. Do you know what J Lo did that, um, video a few years earlier where essentially they just smacked their asses? Yeah, that's the formula. I want to do a live video watch. <laughs> you could talk, talk on yourself. I'm on myself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're literally having a conversation and you're having to watch the video. He's not just trying to watch the video, right? What the fuck am I doing? Oh, fuck me. Is that her from Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. Unless okay. we both accidentally just said all Asians look alike. No, no, no. It just like it was like, oh, is um that woman who looks like a bit of a bitch? Oh yeah, the one for Crazy Rich Asians who's apparently a massive bitch in real life. Well, that's went over points. Um... <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, she she's in that fresh off the boat show, and then it got renewed, and then she tweeted saying that it was like the worst day of her life. Oh, yeah. um, and oh, she, God, yeah. she had to give up on another fucking job because of it and shit. Yeah, I, I remember that now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she tried to backtrack. Well, David Lynch. What? Yeah, about, let me rewind it. She's not doing that. She tries to backtrack, doesn't she, on that and say that it was about something else, that it was about something that she... <laughs> How can you remember this? It's literally... <laughs> J-Lo and Gazelle just literally smacking her asses together. I've never seen this music video and I don't want to watch any more than the 10 seconds of it I've just watched. <laughs> so, right, seriously, I'm going to send you guys something on WhatsApp. What's this? Yes, it does look a bit like David Lynch. <laughs> it looks like if Joel Edgerton and David Lynch had a face swap. Yeah, it's a good shout <laughs> oh, yeah, but she still does like her Las Vegas show where she parades around in her underwear. She just no crazy but she does crave that kind of attention and her, her going, Ooh, I I can be in a mood with Cardi B which means I can also get a song out with Cardi B, and then the young people will like me again. What do you like? Well, yeah, that probably works. This looks... Nah, yeah, nah, I don't know. That's... Fair play. That's not for me. No. I'll watch it. Is that because there's strippers in it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I, I, there was one trailer I wanted to talk about. Go on. The King's Man. The um, prequel to the Kingsman films. I haven't seen that. Yes, um, Ray Fiennes. And directed by Matthew Vaughan. Is that directed by Matthew Vaughan? Yeah. Oh. I didn't even know that was happening. (laughs) Really interesting looking trailer, that. Um, Yeah, you would not think it was a Kingsman film until literally right at the end of the trailer. They do a really, really good job of hiding it. And it's basically the Kingsmen versus Rasputin. And it's like, yeah, go on then. Fuck yeah, in. Who's playing Rasputin? Matthew Good, Gemma Arthurton, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Tom Holland is in there, Digimon Hussan's in there. That's a talent cast as well, isn't it? Yeah. All right, fair play. I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, uh, th- I think it comes out like February next year or something, and it it kind of feels like yeah, like a nice mid-level blockbuster in February around Oscar season. I will take that very happily. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'll take that. Um, and I think that's it. Should we should we move on? Yeah, I, I, I. I... Well, before we move on, because it's kind of trailer related, okay. um, I, I, I might have a, I would you call it, a, you call it there, but I told you about Navex. Would you call it a discussion or a disagreement or an argument or a telling off with a gentleman um, in the cinema? It's uh, an, an enlightenment of a, of a gentleman of a certain age. Yes. So, uh, I went to cinema to see uh, Dead Don't Die. Dead Don't Die. And Triple D. And it was in, I went quite early in the morning, like Tuesday morning, um, and I'd noticed a guy walking into the cinema uh, and thought, there's no way that, that guy isn't coming to see a Jim Jarmusch movie this morning, because <laughs> he looked like that. And he was maybe in his mid-60s, but he was wearing a um, an Arrow t-shirt um, for the Chuck Norris movie. Uh, I'm just, I keep getting it wrong if I say it out loud. <laughs> um, so let me just find which Chuck Norris movie it was. Missing in action. Um, it was one of the, a t-shirt for that, for missing in action. Uh, I think it was an Arrow one. And the trailer for... Bear in mind, there was only me and him and a guy who was sat with his headphones on during the trailers. The trailer for uh, uh, Angel Has Fallen came on. And I, after that trailer finished, he literally just went, ugh, that looks terrible. I, I saw and said, like, look at that there, bud. He's like, oh, it's just more flag-waving American claptrap, isn't it? I Dude, you're wearing a Chuck Norris T-shirt. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like cult camp action films, natives. It's like literally that that film there. That is what that is now. Like yeah. Gerard Butler is not taking these movies seriously. Trust me. Uh, 
and then managed to convince him that he should watch them, to which he said he would. It helped him. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but you've made him see things a different way. So, apparently he's going to tweet me and tell me uh, what what, he, what he thinks of them this weekend. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. It's quite a fun exchange with that guy. <laughs> Guys, shouldn't we be telling each other that it's all going to be okay? That this will all go away like a bad dream? Ronnie? Gee, Mindy, I'm not sure I can say that. Cliff? Please? It's all going to be okay, Mindy. Maybe it'll all just go away. Like a bad dream. I doubt it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the dead don't die. As you were talking about the dead don't die. So, Bex, you didn't manage to see this? No, I we, we didn't think we were going to both be able to get to it. And Annabelle did we? And then... So you went to see it on the daytime when I was at work? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I did offer for us to go and see it. So don't you make it seem like... No, no, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have time. And it, it would have just been every... Too, too much, too much. Okay. Um. So, sorry, I'm getting some really bad kind of distortion on my end. I'm sorry to anyone um listening. Let me... Two ticks. I might disconnect a sec, but I'll be back. Yeah. Okay. Hello? Hello. Okay, I'm going to try that. Um, Okay, so The Dead Don't Die is directed by Jim Jarmusch and stars Bill Murray, uh, Adam Driver, Chloe Sevigny, uh, Steve Buscemi, uh, Selena Gomez, Tom Waits, Iggy Pop, Carol Kane, a a bunch of fucking people. I mean, the cast is stacked. Danny Um, Sorry? Danny Glover. Oh, Danny Glover, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb Landry-Jones, yep, absolutely. Um, just the, the kid who just got cast as fucking Elvis in the Baz Luhrmann thing. Oh, yep, he's in there as well, isn't he? Austin Palmer, I want to say his name is, or yeah. something like that. Um, and considering the look he has in this, yeah, yeah, all right, he's got that. He's got a kind of a look like that, hasn't he? Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So the don't don't die. Um, zombies in a small town. Um, oh, Tilda Swinton's in it as well. Um, yeah. Can't can't forget it. To be fair, you can't really forget Tilda Swinton in this film. Um, zombies uh, coming along because of uh, the um, like so like the the planet coming off of its axis. Um, Bill Murray, Adam Driver, and Chloe Sevigny are police officers who are just kind of like patrolling the area. It's almost plotless. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of about all there is to it, isn't there? Is isn't it? The, well, the plot basically is that um, the yeah the world's 
axes have been thrown off, so daylight and nighttime are all over the place, and it's caused by polar fracking. Um, mm-hmm. And that is kind of causing, essentially, the dead to rise. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. No, good. Okay, so uh, Mark, what did you think of the Dead Don't Die? Opened at Can, uh, opened Can, uh, quite an underwhelmed response there, but the trailer got some kind of like some traction. Um, my wife asked me, is that actually a real film? Um, so yeah, I mean it hit a nerve, but it's kind of done really shit. Opened at a number eleven this weekend and um you know zombie movie in mid-july what could go wrong but mark what do you think of the dead don't die um i i really liked it <laughs> um it's it, it it moves along very much at its own pace um i have a a mixed relationship with um jim jamish um but very much from the opening of this movie where it almost opens up in a, a mildly cohen anyway. Um but then the minute you have Bill Murray um referring to me as Hermit Bob, um and then I thought there is no way Hermit Bob isn't going to be Tom Waits in this movie, it has to be. And then it was, and then Hermit Bob telling him to fuck off. <laughs> um From where? From a tree <laughs> was was quite amusing. And I was like, all right, um yeah, I, I'm on board. And then the um, the exchange of fourth wall breaking between... I remember all spoilers all the time, guys. Uh, the fourth wall breaking between Adam Driver and Bill Murray of the song being... Well, it's the theme song. <laughs> was... I thought, all right, that, okay, this is what this is what we're in for uh, going forward. Um, I like the fact that it, it, it never tries to move at any pace whatsoever at all um, the opening where they're driving through the town and it's literally giving essentially stereotypical small town things so it's going here's a gas station here's a motel here's a diner here's the and all these things was was a lovely touch um, but yeah we'll, we'll get more into it in a second but I had a, I had a great time with it, to be honest I really I really really enjoyed it what did you think yeah i mean i thought it was a film where jarmusch got told that the cast were all available but he had to start tomorrow and he still had 30 pages left um and he hadn't done a decent edit on the rest I, i i thought it was a bad film um i mean you know i'd seen the trailer but i thought Jarmusch was taking the piss in all honesty um it's I mean yeah I mean I don't know a lot of his films do go at their own pace and they don't necessarily tell a traditional film story but yeah I don't know I if you're into the vibe of the film as you obviously were then I I think the reveal of Tilda Swinton's character may be enough to stand up and applaud. But for me, it was enough to just throw my hands up and go, right, I'm done. <laughs> or, I, I mean, it, it, it was really, it was just, it was fucking, it was frustrating. Um, that, that would be my word with this film. 
so like full spoilers when they murray and driver have the conversation in the car and driver reveals that he's been saying he had a bad feeling all along because he'd already read the script yeah it's like that's at that point i was like okay where's this going then but then it doesn't go anywhere um tilda swinton's character the ufo comes down and takes her right okay so she was an alien great and then but all, but what really wound me up though is you've got that stuff but then what is charmouche's actual point and it's basically people looking at their phones and being obsessed with bluetooth and whatnot is making everybody a zombie which i just feels like such a fucking banal point to make that I- I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe he was taking the piss with that as well. The thing is, I just I don't see what the point of this film was. I don't know why he wanted to make this film. I I think what he's done is he's taken. I don't. I don't think that. I, I don't think he's trying to make a point at all. I think what he's doing is he's taking a bunch of tropes that already exist in this type of horror movie and then just kind of throwing loads of them because the, the Bluetooth and the wireless thing there, it, you've also got the the guys going back to the hardware store who used to go to the hardware store loads and then, you know, the, the, oh, they're doing what they, what is, what, you know, what they remember doing when they were alive, which of course is a play on the Dawn of the Dead there and yeah, 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 references yeah. um and i think he's just he's just being a bit sort of playful and he he is a he is a playful filmmaker he's not a i don't think um that jim jamush for instance is an auteur i think people would like to think he is um as an art house filmmaker, but I just, I don't think he is. For instance, he, what he's, I, I haven't actually seen Parson, uh, but I understand that, that that's a, a much more linear movie, but Only Love is Left Alive, which uh, me and you, Ian actually watched together, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah fucking yeah. brilliant film. That's a great film, and I I, I loved the the idea of setting that in, in Detroit, uh, and then being vampires in Detroit made beautiful sense in the sense that it's a dying, decaying city. Um, and it, 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 it juxtaposed the position of, of vampires will be attracted to that there. And I thought that was was fantastic. I don't think he's trying to do anything clever with the dead don't die at all. I think he's just having a little bit of a laugh. And I, I do actually, I agree with you in the sense of, I think that the, the script is... Is quite flimsy, and he basically is going. Do you know what? I'm going to get by on the fact that it's that I've got these actors there, and people will. It's probably going to be a film that's going to get him the most exposure that he's got for a while, mm. because of the cast he's got. Uh, and I, I, I quite like that. But I like the fact that it, it has zero pace whatsoever, um, and there's zero peril, and there's zero. Nobody at any point has any emotion in it at all. 
I don't know. Chloe Sevigny that. does. And and to, and also, I've got to say, Chloe Sevigny, I'm surprised she took that part because it's the most fucking reductive woman police officer who can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it probably is, but it's not satire. It just comes across as Jim Jarmusch has written a really bad female character and Chloe Sevigny would usually stick her nose up at this, but because it's Jim Jarmusch, she'll do it. I'm actually getting pissed off talking about this film. But I, I, I think her, her character is intentionally over the top uh, reactive to things. But, but, but what's the point of being... What are they trying... I mean, you said he's not trying to say anything. But no. Fine. I don't get why Chloe Sevigny, a woman who has never been shy in being very forward about the advancement of women, which is brilliant. Why the fuck is she taking this role apart from the fact it's Jim Jarmusch? I think that is it. I think it is. But but what point? But what point? I mean, how does she not read this and go, Jim, what the fuck? Really? Really? I think Jim, Jim Jarmusch is going, is going, yeah, it's just a stereotypical lot, is it, isn't it? But it'll be a lot of fun. You'll get to play it with I, uh, I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, it's just... I, I mean, like, it, if his point was to test some of the audience patience, then he fucking succeeded. But, like, I, I just... I mean, Bill Murray, it's a, it's a lazy Bill Murray performance. I mean, Adam Driver is just fitting a mood, you know, but it's like basically be a young, more sardonic, like more stoic Bill Murray. Like be a lackadaisical Bill Murray. Yeah, OK, fine. You know, so it, I don't I, I don't think Adam Driver is being, giving a bad performance. He's doing exactly what he's being asked to do. Bill Murray, I'm sure, is being asked to do what he's what he's doing. But he, it's basically Jim Jarmusch just going, I'll oh, just fuck Bill, just do your thing. There's nothing more to it than that. There's nothing more to it than that. Um, the, the three kids, that whole fucking subplot, like, what the fuck was that? They did, like, apart from the one of them having the running joke of knowing exactly what was going on all the, all the time, what the fuck was the point of that? They, like, they crossed that road at that one point, and then they're out of the film completely. It well, felt well, fucking... It, it feels like there's a bit missing there, because intentionally, as they cross that road, there's a zombie in the background going towards where they're going oh, great I, I don't know it just it felt half-baked it was fucking lazy i like it just i i i, I mean i was i i was pissed off about having to pay the price that i paid for it but i watched it in a really nice setting and had a beer and i just by the end of it man when those credits come up and it's just like right everybody's a fucking zombie these days right well done that was fucking like i i don't know man like it's i it feels like jim jarmusch was actually trying to say i mean shit it's on the cover of sight and sound last month you know so at least people seem to think it has something to say and what does it have to say you think it doesn't have some anything to say and and and, you know fair, fair enough fair enough and I, 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 th- I think that in a weird kind of way, having, I, I think Jarmusch, I think he's just, he's, he's playing about. I think he's he's prattling around and playing people and because pe- people will be aching, or what is it, to, to 
to find out what he means and all oh, this means that. And I think Jabu's just going, nope, don't, don't. I, I, just, just, just fancy making a zombie movie. But, that's but, but, at, made. but at the end, that, that fucking um, speech by Tom Waits, it, yeah. that, that is, it does seem like he's trying to say something, and it's banal shite. But, but and, don't, uh, don't you think that that, that that whole bit feels completely out of sync with the, the playfulness of the rest of the movie? Well, no, I mean, like, to be fair, two minutes beforehand, you had Tilda Swinton going off in a fucking UFO. But that wasn't in the script. Oh, my God. <laughs> literally says it wasn't in the script. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, you must have enjoyed Caleb Landry-Jones um, saying about the psycho. Well, no, there weren't bungalows in the hotel in psycho. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, no, fine, fine. Yeah, cool. I don't know. You know, you've got that whole fucking uh, sojourn with Selena Gomez and friends, it's like gently taking the piss out of Caleb Landry Jones, and then being at that fucking hotel room, and then oh, they're dead. I just, like, it just, I yeah, ser- it, uh, seriously, it felt. Walking around showing kitties. Sorry. Larry Fessenden walking around going kitties. Yeah. No. Fair, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Larry. Fe- it's really it's fun to see Larry Fessenden interacting with the actors that he he interacts with in this film. It is, and there are moments there are moments of fun in it. I did have some laughs. I just that I it was like I say, it just seemed like Jarmusch was told the night beforehand. Right, you've got the rest. We need to fucking see it a screenplay tomorrow it doesn't matter what any old shit you put in it we just need something and then he went for it and i i and i will say again the chloe sevigny character annoyed the fuck out of me more so because you've got an actress like chloe sevigny fucking doing it it, it's a shit it's a piece of shit mark ian what about uh whoopies yeah Brilliant. What about um, Posey Juarez? <laughs> Fucking Posey Juarez, right? <laughs> See, this is. I just think I enjoyed the fact that it, it, it literally felt like a two fingers at the fucking audience, and I, I, I kind of admired that about it. But it, it's like I don't know if it. I, if it was a fun zombie comedy, that li- I'll I tell you what, if it didn't have that fucking end speech and actually wrapped, fi- I don't know, had scenes, had characters. There were so many characters in this film that just kind of seemed to be like, right, they're introduced and then they're killed. And it's like, right, OK, so is, is it just that he takes pleasure in having them there and doing their little scenes before they're killed? Is it so? Is it essentially like a coffee and cigarettes kind of thing, where it's a bunch of individual scenes with zombies then eating them all? Because wow. if it, you know, if it's something like that, if it was structured like that, I could maybe get on board with it. But this film is telling a narrative of the dead coming back to life because of polar fracking, but then in the end, the dead eat everybody. But you know what? Everybody's a zombie anyway because everybody's addicted to fucking Wi-Fi. Fuck off. I don't think he does ever claim that everyone's addicted to Wi-Fi. <laughs> but no, <laughs> that, yeah, no, but that's 
speech at the end talking about how like oh I, I, you know who are the real zombies or whatever the fuck it is it just i mean i i get that you had fun and i'm glad that you had fun but this is the most annoyed i've been talking about a fucking film on this podcast in i don't know how long did you like the the difference with the zombies with the fact that they their blood was like dust that was a nice effect was well, wasn't it yeah. You're just baiting him now. A little bit. <laughs> no, I mean... giggling himself in. The, the thing is, I, I can absolutely see why most people seem to dislike this movie. And I, I absolutely can. And, but, you know, I'm going, I, I am saying, do you know what? I had fun with it, but nothing Ian said is wrong at all. <laughs> No, I mean that, that like it I said, is. man. If, you, if if you're into its vibe, I could see how you'd get a kick out of it. But it just, it, it, yeah, it was a swing and a miss for me, man. Like hardcore. Yeah, that, that which is fair. Like I say, it's. I do have a feeling I am going to as as quite is quite often. I am going to be in the minority on this one. Um, I am really good. I didn't see it actually now. But I, yeah, I had a I had a, a good time with it. Um, but like you said, I think part of that is because I was very much on board with it. It, 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 it. I watched it at what at ten o'clock on a Tuesday morning, which I think was a perfect time to go watch it. Yeah. I think to be fair, if you paid twenty odd quid to go see it, you might be a bit more like, well, I am underwhelmed. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, yeah. easily underwhelmed by this movie. Yeah. But I mean, like, like I say, the, the seating was really nice, and I had a really nice chair. I had a table by me. I had a beer. You know, I, I was, I was ready to watch this film. <laughs> there was a, 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 a big hint at, at, at some, at some Bill Murray, Carol Kane necrophilia at one point as well, which was a little odd. <laughs> what was that? Uh, when uh, um, he says he's going to stay and he'll, he'll just get some sleep in the what is it? And then says, you know, um, so what? In the cell next to um, Mallory. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'll reminisce about all times. And they kind of look, they give him a look to go, are you going to try and fuck it? Oh, I does a read that. that is. Oh, there is a definite look from them. Yeah, it's, I, it's not in the mouth it comes out of it's the mind it goes into mark i'm fine with that uh, <laughs> no I had, a, I, had a, I had a good time with it. i had a really good time with it it's a fucking it's, it was part of five on letterbox for me it's <laughs> <laughs> not often you guys disagree so so very much no 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 quite and it, i mean it's probably better for the podcast but it's a shit film uh, so you're shit on it. I, I am. I, I'm definitely not shit. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of underwhelming, should we do point blank next? Yes, we shall. That was a great segue, and I'm going to get a drink, and I'll be right back. Yeah. Um. No, you're not a huge. 
huge fan of Jim Jarmusch. I actually, I, I think, I think this sounds really up my street. You, 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 I think there's every chance you could go the same way as Ian and just turn out me and go, I go, you're a fucking idiot, aren't you? I don't think I would though. Just, just based on like who's in it. Yeah, but so far you've had me selling it to you. Mm. in the way I have and I had a really positive reaction to it mm. so you're probably feeding off that whereas let's say nothing Ian said is wrong literally the there is the, 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 the Tillis Winton alien thing there's no build up to that at all it just happens it's like alright fair enough cool yep yeah. um, there's nothing else said about it at all that kind of happens there is characters that just fucking disappear there's loads of stuff that just happens that, that just never gets resolved that would bug me, actually. Yeah. If, if, if things not getting resolved bunch in a movie, that movie will annoy the shit out of you. <laughs> Loads happens off-screen as well. Oh, that doesn't bug me as much. I don't think it needs to be. No, no, no. I mean, Loads happens, like, pivotal characters die off, like, off-screen. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That you'd think, ah, oh, we probably should have seen that. But you, 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 you just don't. You just don't. But I do, I do think it's just it's just, just Jarvis just dicking around. I don't, I've seen that what we, no, yes I have seen what we do in the shadows, that's not what we're talking about. Only Love is Left Alive thing that you're on about, I don't uh, With Tilda Swinton and, and Tom Hiddleston and... Um, Where Tom Hiddleston looks like a parody of the rock star. Yeah, he, he, he looks like what um, David Tennant thinks he's playing in Friday Night. Yeah. I think I, I think I did try and watch that. Yeah, I think you did dislike it. Even just looking at the fucking skills. I liked it. I really liked. It. But you, yeah, you didn't you didn't like it in the same way as you did, you couldn't tell with Deadman, could you? Oh, sorry, is that the Johnny Depp? Yeah. Ziggy Pop. Mm. I think I liked that. I'm, I keep asking to rewatch that. It's on Amazon Prime. You yeah, keep I, saying I, that. I don't think you like it. It's a little bit. Yeah, I think you did try and watch when there was a flash. But I walk when you were going through your eye that like Tilda Swinton. Oh, it's got Anton Yelchin in it though. Yeah, it's got Anton Yelchin. And John Hurt. And John Hurt. And Mia Wasikowska in it though. Yeah. Oh man, I was in a tra- I was on a course in London on Monday, and one of the girls there was the spit of Mia Wasikowska. Yeah. Yeah, very odd. Like fucking like the spit um like nice girl and everything like sorry you sure it wasn't like she was like think of me really researching for a role yeah <laughs> yeah no 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 i don't think so <laughs> um no 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 just like it was in insurance sector <laughs> <laughs> working in insurance <laughs> you've, said that more, you've said that more than once i don't work Fucking insurance. I it's not yeah, insurance. Yeah, it's pensions, isn't it? Might be. You fucking, you can't tell me off fucking saying the wrong thing, you know, what is it? But your company does sell insurance, right, doesn't it? He won't talk about his job on the podcast, Mark, you know that. Company, though. Not saying I name the company, but the company does sell insurance. Sure name it, Ian. Name and shame. <laughs> no. At this point, the company has an insurance arm, yes. There we go then. So I'm kind of right. Fucking claiming that one. 
If you're that bothered, look me up on LinkedIn. I can't imagine there's that many Ian Lorings. Anyway, that was uncomfortable. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> right. Point Blank is directed by Joe Lynch and stars Anthony Mackie, Frank Grillo, and other, oh, Marsha Gay Harden um, as the least surprising bad guy turncoat you may ever see in a film. Point I mean, Blank. Right, sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah. We'll, 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 get, we'll get into that. Yeah, because, yeah, you are spot on right on that one. I'm doing the podcast, babe. What are you interviewing? Sorry? What do you mean, like, interviewing? I'm, I'm not interviewing anybody, babe. I meant movie. Sorry? What movie are you... Uh, talking about a daddy film. Oh, okay. I just got one to see him. Okay. How was your day? All right? Yeah. Okay. Right, I'm going to carry on now, baby, if that's okay. Okay. All right, I'll be done in a bit, okay? Okay. All right. You just pulled a feather off that thing. Yeah. Good job. Bye. I know, it's just it was a good job. Just trying to be encouraging. All right, bye. Love you. Love you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that was, oh, 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 that was so cute. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so, uh... Uh, Anthony Mackie plays a nurse who is treating Frank Grillo's uh, hit and run John Doe. Um, he's attacked by someone in Frank Grillo's hospital room, and then that someone uh, kidnaps his wife and heavily says, "Get wife. my brother, yep, yeah, heavily pregnant wife," and says, "Get my brother out of the hospital, or I'm going to kill your wife." And it goes from there. Becky, what? did you think of Point Blank? Well, like, it's fine if you've never seen another crime movie ever. <laughs> it, it's just it's just so formulaic. It's like someone's just got, like, a really, really basic treatment for a crime movie and then made it without yeah. any further embellishment. It's a remake of a French film. Well, is that really boring as well? Uh... It, I don't I don't remember it being as fucking derivative as this. Isn't it though? It's just it's so everything that happens you're like I mean it, it well, is. I could have totally seen that coming. That yeah, well clearly that's gonna happen because clearly clearly everything is just so telegraphed. Like but it's it's not bad bad. It's not it's not original enough to be bad. But I honestly am we watched it last night, and I already can't remember any fine details about it. Apart from the fact that I, I just like Frank Grillo and stuff. But that's it. That's all I've got to say on it. I, I honestly, there's not much else to say on it. If you like really, really bland, formulaic crime movies, you'll love it. That's me done. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Well, there isn't really anything else to say, is there? There's nothing... <laughs> I fucking hope so. I've got to talk about it. <laughs> but, but genuinely, though, there's nothing There's nothing it does that hasn't been done, like, a bazillion times before. 
it, the flash drive thing. Oh, we've seen it in so many movies. And the 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 the, the cop is is corrupt, and it's actually her that's led the operation. It's it's it is like like Ian says, it's just derivative. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I, yeah. I, it, it, I, I'll tell you what. I'll go and then Mark. Is that all right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it, it's um, it is kind of like Baby's first crime revenge film, or like, like crime kidnapping film, I suppose. Um, it, it's. I mean, Joe Lynch can be an interesting director. I mean, Mayhem was a f- fucking fun film and it almost feels like he just got this as a jobber and was like yeah you can work with anthony mackie and frank grillo it's like yeah all right i'll work with anthony mackie and frank grillo what have you got and it's this um i mean anthony mackie continuing his marvel aside like what the fuck does he actually do career um I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting that he's a nurse and he has to kind of, like, grow into the role. But it's so fucking, like, the stuff at the start is so heavy-handed. They're, like, like the, the, the woman telling him to go home because, like, you look, you've got your ass beat tonight. And then when he, he goes into the room with the cop, the cop's like, oh, so you're the one they, um, I, I, you're the one I thought you were a girl. You know, it's like. I can't, fucking come on really we're gonna do that are we i mean for me the film only really burst burst into life in the third act when you had that gangster character who just seemed obsessed with making everything a film i like i don't know i mean like it's the most fucking pandery hey film fans sorcerers in this you, you like sorcerer don't you but i did like the running joke of him trying to get good sh- shots of the explosions and stuff that was something, at least. I it, it just, yeah. It's a film that was crying out for a comedy gangster, though, which is essentially what he was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, quite. Hey. I mean, like, it just at least it got kind of fun at those points when the rest of the film really isn't. It takes itself very, very, very seriously, which I've got to say is becoming a little bit of a theme with these war party films, um, you know, because Wheelman was very serious as well. And I, I don't think boss level is going to be anywhere near as serious, which is the next one that comes out. No, cool. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, that, which is what they need. They need to, they, they do need to lighten up. And also, the needle drops in this film are fucking mental. Like, what was the what was the song at the end? Oh, it, yeah, it, it's yeah the uh, yeah the, uh, we we commented didn't we during the movie that it's got an odd fucking soundtrack. Yeah. But like, what what uh, shit? What was that fucking song at the end? Oh, it's gonna bother me now. Not in, in the. Credits because it was like that was uh, here I go again on my own. But, like it kind of kicks in once all the actions stopped. I know what you mean, but I can't what song it is. What fucking hell? Uh, it's not got the what is it listed on? It's not the soundtrack listed on. Um, was it? No, it wasn't. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep on loving. No, because that's the end of Crank Two. Hang on. Point blank. 
any of these, rise above by Black Flag, always by Atlantic Star, the message from Grandma, uh, hang on. Love Missile, Damn the Box, Rolling with Kid and Star. That's the look, the look of love. Yeah. Yeah, like what the f- like the just the shot of Marsha Gay Harding looking up at the TV screen, dying while she sees like corrupt cop, blah blah blah, and it's her face on there with the look of love blaring. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> that was the point at which we looked at each other and went, "The fuck is this song doing here?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Odd choice. Yeah, like I. Because I, I, I get it with like the, the, the like the giving birth kind of thing. Yeah, I, I mean it's a weird choice, but at least the look of love kind of makes sense. But the, but the um, juxtaposition of, of her, uh, 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 them cutting between that going on, Anthony Mackie delivering his own baby, and Marsha Gay Harden basically about to kill herself. Um, the juxtaposition of editing those two together with that song going over makes no sense <laughs> at all. It's a very messily edited movie. Not constructed movie is what I would say. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, 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 like I kind of said with Dead Don't Die, but more in the post-production this. It's like they said, right, this is going on Netflix like 13th of July. No, 12th of July. And Joe Lynch is like, does, does it really have to hit a release schedule if it's on Netflix? Yes, this is a summer film. This is a Netflix summer film. It must release mid-July. Yeah, we 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 don't have as much swear as Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, quite. I it, it's yeah. I, I mean, Mark, what do you think? What do you think? Um, it's it's an odd one in the sense that it's not it's not crap yeah. because it, it at points is quite fun. I think. It gets it. I think it's messy. It's really messy. I think it's. I don't think the editing's great in it. I don't think the construction of it is fantastic. I like Joe Lynch as a director. I think Knights of Badastam is a fun movie. Um, but I don't. I, I like seeing Marsha Gay Harden as, like you say, Ian, the most obvious. Oh, she's a wrong one. <laughs> but I think Marsha Gay Harden seems to be having a lot of fun with that. I wouldn't fuck with Marsha Gay Harden at all. No. Um, but I think that the movie gets along on the fact that I like watching Frank Grillo in stuff and he's charismatic in stuff. Yeah. I think when he's doing that and you've got this weird, seemingly charisma vacuum that is Anthony Mackie. <laughs> That's um, it is, it is there in that. It's like you're looking at Anthony Mackie and going, he should be more charismatic. He should be. Why isn't he? And it's like, it, it, he basically is the character that he's playing, where you're looking at it going, oh, yeah, I, he is a little bit wet. Yeah. Uh, and, but you're looking good, but he, he really shouldn't be. And it's like you kept saying, you kept basically calling him every other winged creature other than Falcon. 
I landed on Sparrowhawk. Sparrowhawk, he was at one point. Uh, Tweety Bird, which was my personal favourite. Uh, and it was just because you couldn't remember he was called Falcon. No. Um, I, I can only remember he's called Falcon because throughout it I was going, the fuck is he called in the Marvel movies? And he's been in like nine uh, Marvel movies. I'm so forgetful in them, are And it literally is like if you met him in four or five years' time, because he's still going to be in them, I think. And, you, and he went... Taking over Captain America. Movie. And he went, went, oh, I, you know, I, 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 I was Falcon in the Marvel movies. You go, who? I don't think you were. Who? You go, you know, Captain America's mate. Oh, he's pet. He's psychic. Like, what, Ant Man? Like, no, they <laughs> don't get along. It's like, I am not picturing you at all. It's like, I, <laughs> I'm in loads of them. You know, the passing your left. You're the guy from the GIF. Of course you are. Were you in them more than that? Yes. I don't think you were, mate. <laughs> it does feel like that's going to be a thing that's going to happen to him. He's so forgettable in the Marvel movies. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And it's because he has zero charisma. Mm. I-, I have a feeling he might have charisma in real life. It just doesn't come across in his movies. But, um, but yeah, it, it was... It, it does feel like it was a little bit... Like you said, like, like they put it together really quickly like like Joe Lynch didn't get the email that said this goes live on the 12th of June of July and he went <laughs> oh shit does it oh fuck um all right cool I can do this <laughs> I can do this like there you go done uh, I said you the, the woman in the um in the PT cruiser in the car wash is yeah. clearly someone's mum yeah. it's yeah. clearly yeah. either Joe Lynch's mum, Joe Carnahan's mum, or Frank Grillo's mum. It is somebody's mum, without question. Uh, but I think this is the whole War Party film. It, it's do these movies for... They, they're basically doing what Bloomhouse did with um, horror. They're going to do with action thrillers. Yeah, but Bloomhouse did it well. Yeah, but they, we remember that now, that they did it well. But we, 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 that's because we're so far removed from the first four or five years of, of some really ropey fucking horror movies. I don't remember any of those. We watched one. Um, there was a lot in the early days of just ropey stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what they're going to try and do. I mean, they've just signed with some entertainment. In, um, in in China, so they're, they're going to get bigger budgets because they Frank need it. Grillo's they a need it. Massive star out in in China. Anyway. No, he's a, he's a, he's like a bona fide massive star in in China. Like China's Tom Cruise, isn't he? Not far off it, yeah. <laughs> was he was he was he in those Wolf Warrior films? Yeah, he Wolf was, Warrior yeah. Two, yeah, because like Wolf Warrior Two is like the biggest film ever in China. Yeah, it, it, it's a movie that, that took like seven, eight hundred million outside of Western markets, and Frank Grillo was in that. Oh, okay. Um, so you know they're going to War Party are basically saying, right, we're not just going to make American movies, we're going to make some foreign language movies now. We're going to make uh, Mandarin movies in Mandarin. Does Frank Grillo speak? Doesn't need to. Oh, okay. Frank Grillo speaks the language of action. I feel bad for him that he didn't this. I don't. He, he, it's his fucking production company. I know, but 
And it, it, it basically is a bunch of mates going, do you know what? We're going to do macho fucking action movies, like in like 70s style things. And yeah, a lot of them aren't going to land. And I don't think Point Blank lands. No. Oh, God. Cool. Grillo. Just Grillo in Wolf Warrior 2 plays an American mercenary called Big Daddy. Sorry. Yeah. But like, their next one is is Boss Level, um, which could we, we all just go onto on uh, our phones uh, and have a look at the, the header image for Boss Level? On IMDb. On IMDb, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh... Because it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> And this one, th- this one itself might end up going straight to what is it? And it's got a cast of Annabella Wallace, Mel Gibson, Frank Grillo, uh, Naomi Watts, uh, Michelle Yeoh's in there, Kenny Young's in there. It's this is a fun cast, and it, it will be it will be a lot more fun. Like but I'm not saying in any way that it will be good. But I am looking forward to the fact that later on this year we get a Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson Joe Carnahan movie. Is it directed by Carnahan? Yeah. Oh shit. But it's written. I think it's written by him as well. I think. Yeah, he's co-written it. Yeah, he's co-written it. But um, yeah, it, it's I I I'm looking forward to what War Party are gonna do as a production company. This didn't land, but it's not a total bust. I just think it's a little bit messy. Wolf Warrior One is not. 99p to rent on iTunes. Is it? I might, I might give those a go. I'm fucking doing that. I'm fucking doing that. I'll talk about Wolf, Wolf Warrior 1 next week. Because Wolf Warrior 2, yeah, it made 874 million at the box office. Of a budget of $30 million. Wolf Warrior 2 is £3.49 to rent. I'm having that as well. I'm going to talk about both of them next week. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 so yes, we, we went quite off topic there for Point Blank. Because there's not a yeah, because, lot to talk about. Yeah, because Point Blank is literally the bare minimum you need to do to be one of these films. It's like I, they, I, they literally... It's like when you're playing like a video game and you know you're going up to one star and it's like right I've got one star then two stars it's like a literally Joe Lynch went up to two stars on every level and then just went exit do you, do, 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 <laughs> do you think there was a reason for why it had a lot of like car chases that were very kind of French connection now I'm talking about nowhere near the level of French connection and stuff like that, but then they showed the sorcerer <laughs> as the freaky movie. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Those were reshoots, mate. Originally it was French Connection, and then they looked at French Connection, it was like, oh fuck. Where's that freaking film where the truck runs slowly? Sorcerer, right, yeah, do that one instead. I, I, I will say though, what you were saying about it. With the our film geeks, they love the fucking love sorcerer. I was looking at it going, I really watch sorcerer now. Sorcerer now. You did so. Yeah, that's on iTunes as well. Uh, yeah, I'm getting that on iTunes and watching it this week. I love that. That's a fucking great movie. That is. Well. That's incredible. Yeah, the, the iTunes version is the uh, free can approve version. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, like the really nice, the, the, the nicer transfer, isn't it? Yeah, it's the one that he he, he did tweet and said iTunes uh, version is, is the approved one. Seven ninety nine to buy Spirit in my blood. Oh, I got my I'm telling you, Escape from LA is three ninety nine on iTunes at the moment. That's the fucking way. Uh, Ian, Streets of Fire is three ninety nine on iTunes as well. Streets of Fire is fucking magnificent. Oh shit, Streets of Fire. Yep, three ninety nine on iTunes. I mean, I've already got it on iTunes, but it, but that's that's a really good price. And uh, uh, by the way, folks, if you didn't know, uh, Streets of Fire commentary in the um in the podcast feed somewhere yes there is it's a, that was a good commentary that as well actually yeah enjoyed the fuck out of that right yeah, i'm buying streets of fire you should do it 399 yeah free it's basically if it's a film that i like and it's 399 on itunes i'll buy it yeah I, I'm, I'm the same with that i i i'll be honest i always monday at about mid have a look at the latest offers and the 399 and 299 things just to see if there's anything jumped in there because sometimes you can you can get just like a little where you go in and go ooh and you get a right little gem in there um where it could be quite easy to miss um i i think i think not too long ago i bought um crimes of passion for 399 mm. and it was like oh i, I just want to watch that at some point uh, do you not use cheap cheap charts? Uh, I do, but it, it sometimes takes like, like too long for it to update. That's true. Oh, Snowpiercer is three ninety nine as well. Isn't that free on something? Though? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it, it, I always get a little bit. Ooh, if I can watch it on Netflix or Prime, do I want to buy it? <laughs> First Man six ninety nine at the moment. Anyway, sorry. That's what Point Blank does to you. Point Blank, t- like, it's... Uh, touching cloth just because, I, I, to be honest, I think Joe Lynch should should have done better. I'm... Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm touching cloth on it as well. In the sense that it, I didn't think it was a total bust, but I also don't think it's that great. Thanks. I don't know, like, part of me is like, I won't say touching cloth because I don't think there's anything original in it enough to be, to warrant being called shit, but I was really looking forward to it and it's really disappointed me, so I think I'm going to have to go with shit just for the pure you know, anger at it. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Kira's three ninety nine on iTunes as well at the moment. Yeah, you get some extras on that bad boy as well. You want. Oh no, they've not remade it yet. Have they? No, they've put it back. Oh, good. I like it, Sarah. Mm. It's what I'm on. 399. How'd the, how'd the poll come out on that? Ooh, the poll on that. Sorry about that. I, I got distracted. Uh, which is what point blank does to you. Uh, definitely not shit. Zero. <laughs> uh, touching cloth, 75%, and shit, 25%. That so sounds about right. That everyone went, that's eh, all right. At me, you went. I'm angry with you, movie. Yeah, it was only 86 minutes. Yeah, it felt a lot longer. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised when I looked at that and saw it was only 86 minutes, to be honest. Yeah. Fuck that movie. So, let's do some. Um, uh, let's do some what we've been watching, guys. What, what you've been, what you've been catching up on? Um, 
I've watched a few things sans you haven't had, Becky. So do you want me to do those first or do you want me to do those? You you do yours first on my free time. And I've had without you playing Bioshock, so you okay. uh, I uh, rewatched Vertical Limit because I like <laughs> the show. I know, films about mountains. You do really like Vertical Limit, don't you? I, I, yeah, I, I do. Uh, it, it's, it's a weird one, is Vertical Limit, because you're watching yeah. it going, ah. Um, oh, you start off and you're going, oh, whatever happened to Chris O'Donnell? I know that, you know, he, he's had a successful career in, in TV. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, you go, whatever happened to him? Because he was like the next big thing. And yeah, he did Batman and Robin, which was a bit shit. But <laughs> fair enough. You know, fuck it. George Clooney did the Batman after that. And that was even worse. Um, but then it, as you go further through it, you start to go, ah, yeah, I remember what happened to Chris O'Donnell. It's because he literally... It seems like a, a puppy brought to life that's been told no. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's Bill Paxton playing, uh, playing a bad guy, but just it all seems a little bit over, like, all over the place. I think it was the film Martin Campbell made before he then went on to make... Or did he make The Legend of Zorro before he made Casino Royale? Um and it just feels a very Martin Campbell movie, to be honest. But I, I didn't dislike my time with it. A Martin Campbell movie. Yeah. I also rewatched um the Barbara Streisand and Seth Rogen movie Guilt. You said rewatch. Yes, I did say rewatch. Guilt Trip is decent, and I would happily rewatch it. Yeah. Do you know what, Ian? I I was scrolling. I was like, and I, I couldn't think of anything to watch, and it was. It was after I'd had a, a long day at work and then an argument with uh, somebody at KFC. Ah, uh, yeah. You so, need to stop going to KFC. I do. We, we've, we, we've decided we're going to stop going to KFC um, because... Although we did nearly go... I do really like KFC. Oh, mate, but it, it only brings you misery, man. Like, it nah. Does. It, it, it does. Um, so, do you want to hear about the KFC debate? So I got a KFC and it's quite busy um, and so I use the self-service thing and I order my food um, and then I sit down and it, it, it gets, it, it's still relatively busy but I'm, I'm fine because I'm quite chilled out. Um, I, I was just being chilled out because I, I was in no personal rush. So yeah. I was like, you know, do you know what? These guys are just getting on with their day and I don't want to make it worse. And every customer who's going up is just getting a little bit more and more agitated with them. And to be yeah. fair, the guy behind the counter is not dealing with it fantastically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's being a bit of a dick. And then it comes to my meal getting called out and I've waited about 20 minutes for it, which is a long time away at KFC. But sorry about that, bud. And I go, don't worry about it. And he says, get your drink, side. Plonks a drink down. No, I've stopped drinking carbonated drinks, haven't I? You have. Uh, and he plonks down a Pepsi. And I just say, oh, is that Pepsi? And he says, yes. I'm like, all right. I, I ordered the iced tea. Yeah, and he, yeah. he's, rather than his response being, oh, sorry about that, and just redoing it, his response is, what's wrong with Pepsi? Like, oh, God. God's sake, oh, no, 
it gets that that's 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 this is a tip of the yeah literally literally that is the that's the tickling the balls of what right. we've got. Uh, <laughs> so I go there's nothing wrong with Pepsi mate it's just I, I did order the 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 peach iced tea so he goes well why can't you just have Pepsi he's like because it's not what I ordered could I just have the peach iced tea you literally you could have put the cup there pressed the button and given me it in the same time as this exchange took place. He then gives me my food and my, my, my peach iced tea and I start to walk out. And I'm holding the box thinking, that feels fucking light. Oh, that, no. that feels really light. And a guy who was in front of me, who has got his meal and sat down, turns around to me and says, I've checked that, mate, because mine is just fucking wrong. So I open it and in my thing, I'm supposed to get five pieces of... The- Do you really want to tell everyone how much you got to each? No, I, I want to hear yeah, it. No, I want to hear it. I'm supposed to get five pieces of the boneless chicken, two popcorn chickens, um, and two fries. One side which I'd chosen gravy, and one dip which I'd chosen the um, ketchup. I didn't really want a dip, but you had to choose it on the machine, and you couldn't not. Um, so I open it, and I've got one piece of popcorn chicken, one portion of popcorn chicken, uh, one fries. I've got my gravy. I have no dip, and I've only got two pieces of the boneless chicken. So I look at it and go, I, I'm not paying like seven fifty for that. Yeah. So go back over and then say, oh, here's my. And I'm sorry, I'm not talking about guilt trip, which is a lot of fun, by the way. And Barbara Streisand is a delight. Um, and I take it over, plonk it down, and say, oh, I, I don't want to be a dick out, but there's quite a lot of my food now I rather than just going oh sorry about that and putting it in goes well what's missing say well a popcorn chicken a fries and three pieces of the boneless chicken it goes right but did you take it away like well yeah right well how do I know you didn't eat it how, how do you know that I didn't eat an entire portion of fries an entire portion of popcorn chicken and three pieces of the boneless chicken in literally 40 seconds. It's like, yeah, well, how do I know? Because oh, I, like, I haven't. I said, look, all I want is you just to replace the bits. I'm not even bothered about anything else. I just want you to replace the bits that weren't there. Well, I'm not authorised to do that. So we'll get whoever is authorised to do that to come and authorise it. So the manager turns up and goes, oh, what's the problem? So I explain it again to him and he goes, but how do we know? Did you check your food here first? Like, should I have to? Oh, oh, oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> and he says, he says, well, how do we know you didn't eat it? It's like, mate, are you really going to pursue that line? Because you've got cameras and it's going to look really fucking stupid when I make you watch the videos. Like, look, I'm not, I'm not kicking off. I'm being quite calm. All I want is, all I want is my chicken, to be honest. I want to go home and I want to share me my chicken to myself. And Twitch goes, well, oh, well, it's just, how do we know you didn't eat it? It's like, right, starting to get a little bit annoyed now. And he goes, all right. It's like you've now accused me three separate times of lying. Yeah. And then he, he turns round and says, can I get three pieces of boneless, a popcorn chicken and a fries? It's for somebody who's complaining. That's Whoa. Hang on a minute. Why did you preface that? Like, what? You prefaced that it was for somebody who was complaining. Like, 
Yeah. So, wait, that seems to be like they're going to fucking do something to my food. Why? So I turned up the guy behind me and went, doesn't that seem like they're going to do something to my food? And the guy behind me goes, to be fair, mate, that does seem like they're going to like lick his food, <laughs> spit on his food or drop his food on the floor. It was an odd way to, to, to ask for those pieces of okay, I see. I was like, I mean, the people, to be fair, dude, the people of York are backing you up fantastically. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was like, I was like, it was like right, that's it, mate. Bank my receipt down and went, money back now. And he goes, no, no, money back now. To which he freaks the fuck out, gets my box, and just starts fucking throwing shit in it. <laughs> Right, whilst opening a till and going, it's a really long process. Uh, did you pay Apple Pay? Yeah, it's a really long process refunding that. I was like, right, I don't care. And he just goes, how? And just gives me eight pounds out of the till, and he's just throwing shit in my fucking in my box and goes, there you go. I was like, all right, I'll 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 go then. So I left with my eight pounds in cash, despite the fact that I paid on my card. <laughs> and what I'm now walking out with going, that box is fucking heavy. <laughs> so Bex is uh, having a cherry bottle line with a friend out here. Yeah. So I walk in a little bit pissed off. It's about quarter past 20 past nine by this point, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and so I literally put the box on a plate and just go straight upstairs to eat my shame chicken. Uh, Stop calling it shame chicken. It's shame. No, it, it is shame chicken. It is fucking shame chicken. Like, I eat KFC, it's shame chicken. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I open the box, right? There is eight pieces of boneless chicken there. <laughs> two popcorn chickens. Two, sorry, two small popcorn chickens and a medium popcorn chicken. Three wrappers of fries. But <laughs> shit, those more than three fries. Right, the gravy, beans that he's obviously just got freaked out about and thrown them in there because they're all over it. They're not even in a packet. Oh, like literally, has fucking ladled it over the entire thing. <laughs> and then I look at it and go, ah, oh, fuck, there's a lot of food there. That's a lot of protein and starch. That is, I that is that is I am I am not gonna have fun later. So I load it up on my plate and sit there and go, I'm not eating all this. And then like 15 minutes later, go, I can't believe I ate all of that. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh. Yeah, it, it was it was grim. And I'm looking at the um, the giant chocolate buttons and Maltesers that I got to have as a little treat for myself afterwards. Going, oh, am I going to even open you? I don't know. I don't know. I was very tired after eating all of that. You need to stop night. going. Sorry. Yeah, last night after after going for a pint because I had a, a shitty day. Like, oh, get a KFC. And we're like, I was like, no, <laughs> no. We made a pact. We are not going to that KFC anymore. I don't think oh, they'll let me in. We could go to the Blossom Street one instead. Yeah, you know, Mark, that's just depressing. Mark, they've got your fucking CCTV image, mate. You can never go there again. They they will do shit. Yeah, so I said that. I was like, no, you can't go back to KFC. They'll just literally spit your food in your food. And he's like, well, I was going to send you in. <laughs> right, thanks. I did say that. Yeah, uh, yeah so the guilt trip was a treat. I like to I write in, in I, January watching it. I, I, I will 
say the self-service thing in the it, like they've done in the Cardiff one. They closed the Cardiff one for like a month, like doing it up. They opened it up. It got the self-service thing. The first time I was in there, it was a good fifteen minutes before I got my fucking food. Like it's it's. I, I mean, KFC is not. It's not good enough to wait fifteen minutes for on a fucking Wednesday lunchtime. No, it's it, not. It, and the numbering systems all over the place. Like they were sat there going number. Three one two six. I'm looking, going. Mine's seven one two nine. Have I got like four thousand people? <laughs> there's a lot of people in there, but there's not this many. I don't know. It's it just like McDonald's have that shit down. down. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, like fair yeah, play, KFC UK that literally last year just didn't have chicken. <laughs> we need a, another fried chicken chain. In- it's shit that we've only got KFC. Yeah. That's, um, that's the no, I don't want to talk about the guilt trip. I want to talk about this more. Shut the fuck up, Mark. <laughs> I, I, I'll happily make on KFC. Oh, oh, oh. No, I mean, it just... It's... About KFC. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the thing. You said it about the, the toilet thing to the man. You said... Oh, I was the prick that keeps on complaining about the toilet. You really want to go there because you know the reason you got a bollock about your toilet being shit. That was me. <laughs> Uh, the, Sorry, the thing is, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, dude, seriously, you need to stop going to KFC because every time you talk about KFC, you're just pissed off. Like, you seriously need. Right, so there's this um, other chicken place in Cardiff, Slim Chickens, which uh, they have in London as well, and they, they, they launched a branch here. And it was like, shit, KFC alternative. This is a game changer. Um, and I went, I, I, I went there. The, the I went to see Endgame and it was like this is going to be fucking amazing I'm going to go to work and I have lunch and Slim Chickens and then after work I'm going to go see Avengers Endgame so I was like right I'm going to film my, my boots and it was a tenner for really nice fries and five massive kind of chicken stripper things I mean they were big so not complaining there it was the saltiest thing I think I've ever eaten in my life it was essentially if cum was chicken flavoured and solid, it would be that. And it was fucking horrible. Yeah, that, 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 that's, you've not sold that to me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. No, that's that's the thing. So all we've got is KFC, where you will wait 15 minutes on a non-school holiday Wednesday for food, or coming. It's not chicken, coming. <laughs> There is space for another fried chicken place. And the thing is, it's like, I don't know if you've seen those cinema adverts about KFC, where it's like, it's got the Godfather music playing, and it's like, he's, he's, it's like the only one is KFC. Nah, nah. I mean, there was a place in Bristol, when I was in uni in Bristol, there was a place that had a kid's meal called a Licking Kiddies Meal. And that was the fucking funniest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I tell you what, their chicken was nice. It's not, Becky. It's not all right. It's not all right. It's, been, it's had to change its name about 15 times. It's getting closed down by environmental health. They let me serve there once when I was absolutely hammered. Did they like to people? I was fucking drunk and shirtless. That's fine. They, they just appreciated the, the sex things you were bringing. It was. They weren't, they weren't appreciating it, Bex. Let's call a spade a spade. They weren't appreciating it. And then anything else. Did you, did you make them let you serve? 
Ticket. I hoid over the counter. It was the uh, it was it was a fair few years ago. It wasn't was Guinness Night. It was the night where um, Liverpool got to the Champions League final by drawing against Juventus in uh, oh, it's 2005. Uh, and right. I got absolutely hammered. That was the same night as I accused our next door neighbours of trying to steal our car. I mean, were they? No, it was just the same car. It was the same <laughs> car, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and I accused the what is it nobody told me it was the same car. I think I said I think I I, I, I told him that he passed the test. <laughs> they did not stay there long. Is that when we were in the flat or was that a thing? Uh Yeah. Just independent chicken places do a lot better job than KFC or slim chickens coming. Anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed the guilt trip. I did enjoy the guilt trip, yeah. Um, Sorry, Bags, what did you say? Just on a tangent, some of the best fried chicken I've had recently is from that, is from the um, Japanese place at Spa. Yeah, sure, he's very very nice, actually, that. Um, Becky, what else have we watched? I remember now. Uh, I've got the match literally up here. Uh, We watched the Happy Time Murders, we we rewatched the Happy how was that? I really enjoyed it on rewatch. It, I wasn't over keen when you I watched it that the first time, and as I was, I really, really, really enjoyed it on rewatch. It, it went, it went up, up, up for me on rewatch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. I, I really, really enjoyed it this time. It was really good fun. Yeah. There's, there's points where like I can't, I can't remember which. There's quite a few of them, but there was points where it was like got to pause it because I was laughing so much. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it. I think that, I think all of them were when she punched Gotha in the the constant better blower. And the and the uh, you're, you're actually a decent cop. Yeah, we well, are not bag of shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and the constant, you know, I think every point where Melissa McCarthy said to Joe McHale, uh, so says what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he <say>, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, had, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Really, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, what else did we watch? Uh, we rewatched The Social Network. We did, yes. I, I was really impressed with this. I, I mean, I've always liked it, but I was more impressed with it this time just, just just sort of on a structural level of the movie and soundtracking and everything it's it's no not soundtracking it's scoring that's the one it, it's a it, it's it's a fucking it, it, it's it, a belt with that movie yeah it is really good and I, it, it's something that because i actually enjoy the content of the movie i don't necessarily notice the the technical shit but i noticed the technical shit this time and it's good yeah fincher absolutely knocks that fucking film out of the park for a movie that he was that he was doing i think i covered that with the technical shit was good (laughs) um but with the i think with essentially it's been a job it not been like his project he still handles it so impeccably well Mm. and it's like it's one of those where i was talking to me about not so long and they said yeah but it's not exactly what happened it's like it doesn't have to so. be dickhead. It's not, that's not the point. And it, I always go back to listening to an interview with Sorkin where he said that he based the writing of it on Rashomon. So it's not, it, none of it is what happened. It's what people have said happened. Right. Which is really a, a 
interesting way to to look at it. But yeah, it, it's an absolute. And I, um, I have a feeling this might crop up quite high in your uh, end of decade list. Social, Social network, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking. Are you? I've been wanting to watch it for ages, but it just. I just need to wait and see if I can watch it in 4K, and it hasn't happened yet. Well, well weirdly, you'll, you'll appreciate this. We're going to get vaguely techy here, aren't we, Max? Um, yeah. So we started what we decided wanting to watch Social Network, and we started watching it on Sky, didn't we? Yes. Um, and we had to pause it during like the opening two minutes. Yeah. And Bex like, you said, can you hear this? Like, I can't hear a fucking word. Mm. And I know part of it is you're not supposed to, the sound design is supposed to make it a little bit more difficult than normal to hear because they're in a bar, but you literally, you couldn't hear That's why I couldn't shit. hear it. You're supposed to not be able to hear it. Cause, yeah. So we switched to Netflix, didn't we? Yeah. And watched it on Netflix instead. And the sound was just infinitely better, wasn't it? Yeah. But also as well, the picture was, better. was loads better as well. Mm. And it was just odd that it was it noticeably like a lot better yeah. on the Netflix than it was on the Sky one. Which is ridiculous, really, because you, you pay £300,000 a month for Sky and, like, eight quid for Netflix. That's football. Eh? That's for football. <laughs> but, like, it, it, it doesn't seem right, though. Yeah, it's it, it's a great one in the sense that um, Jesse Eisenberg never been better. Andrew Garfield's never been better. Justin Timberlake's never been better. Army Hammer maybe has been, but he's still really, really fucking good at the way that he pulls off both of them. I think yeah. his yeah. performance as the Winklevoss very good. Yeah, um, score is fantastic as a as an accompaniment to the whole thing. Yeah, the score is is just is is great. Um, yeah, it, it's an absolute. It, it's one that just goes up more, more and more the more and more I watch it. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's it. What you been watching here? Nice. nice. Uh, okay, so I rewatched Doctor Strange Love in preparation for a visit to the Kubrick exhibition at London Design Museum, which I wasn't able to get to. Grumble. Um, fucking hotel reception queues, like. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, doc- sorry. It's really shit, dude. Man told me. Yeah, I mean, it's just because like I went on the Design Museum website and they were like, bags, little bit dodgy. We're not super happy with people carrying bags in with shit. And I had all my work shit in my bag and like my laptop and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, right, is this going to be just a fucking ball ache to carry this around the Design Museum? So I was like, okay, I'll go check in. I go to check in. My tube is late because, well, it, there was construction work, so I had to get another tube. Then I get to the hotel reception. There's just this big fuck-off queue. It was, fuck you. So I missed it, and it was bollocks. Anyway, uh, Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, Doctor Strange Love is great. I really, really like the mix of, like, just really surreal humour. Like, um, the uh, General Kong talking about the... Um, precious bodily fluids that they will lose if the the russians ever invade the us um and then like the peter sellers characters but then the kind of like the almost like methodical procedural here are the things 
that we've got in our kits and this is these are the targets we're going to make and okay we're running out of fuel but we can hit this target it's like it's just it's not a film that would be made anymore obviously um and that the end is fucking amazing i mean and also the best titles of all fucking time as well um it just really holds up the shop doctor strange love is brilliant um yeah no absolutely um and actually the only other thing for me this week uh is uh juliet naked um we hovered over this didn't we the other day yeah uh, so it was um it was like 99p rent over the week on itunes a few weeks back and I, I managed to get to it so this um it's directed by jesse Perrette and it's based on a book by nick hornby um which i didn't know until the credits ran actually um so basically um I remember the trailer and the trailer is essentially Chris O'Dowd and Rose Byrne are a couple. Chris O'Dowd's obsessed with this reclusive uh, musician played by Ethan Hawke. Um, and then um, she writes a shitty review about one of his albums in like a web uh, internet thread. And then Ethan Hawke basically writes back saying, yeah, I agree. Um, and then they kind of start a thing. So you think it's going to be basically about Rose Byrne, like starting a relationship with Chris O'Dowd's idol and kind of like a, what's going to happen, almost like a love triangle kind of thing. And it's not that at all. Chris O'Dowd's character is a horrible guy and that's revealed pretty fucking early on. And they split up. Um, but Rose Byrne kind of like has already started talking to Ethan Hawke and then they start kind of like a thing after. But Ethan Hawke's character has got a load of shit in his basement as well. You know, um, like he's got he's fathered multiple kids by different mothers and the the youngest one he's actually really trying to make a go with. Um, and he meets Rose Byrne and she really like she really wants to have kids and she feels kind of like that like overwhelmed by the amount of ex relationships that ethan hawke's character has um and chris o'dowd's kind of like after the first 20 minutes or so he's kind of in the background and i mean i don't know if there's a fault of the film i think o'dowd's character is a bit of a catalyst and there's a sequence where he meets Ethan Hawke's character and they have a discussion about the meaning of his music and it goes quite wrong and O'Dowd's character makes quite a good point about even if like none of this shit matters to Ethan Hawke's character it meant an awful lot to him and it's like okay yeah that, that, that's, that's, that's a good point you're a fucking horrible person that's a good point and then that's never really addressed again and then Chris O'Dowd comes back into it at, at the end for a moment of self realisation by Rose Byrne's character um, and it just it didn't quite I, I'd be intrigued to read the book as to whether there, there's bit, a bit more connective tissue there to really because I, 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 Chris O'Dowd's character is a is a bad dude but there's elements there that kind of feel like all right he's a bad he's an awful boyfriend but as a fan of this guy's music his character kind of actually feels underserved by the film because the film is more focused on on the romantic area and that's that's probably right but then why have 
this bit where it actually almost makes Chris O'Dowd sympathetic in the first place. It, it's a bit weird. But Ethan Hawke as a reclusive rocker finding love like in middle age with Rose Byrne, Ethan Hawke could kind of do that in his sleep, and he does it really well. Um, Rose Byrne, very, very, very endearing. I've got a penchant for Rose Byrne anyway. Um, is, is her British accent as off-putting as it is in the trailer? I, I, I thought she was fine. Is it all right? Because that was that was quite jarring. But I don't. It's one of those things that it was just jarring, and you go, oh, whoa, that, that, oh, that's a voice. No, um, I, I, I quite yeah, through. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, and I don't know. It's a mu- I think it's a much more interesting film than The Trader Let's On, and it's not wholly successful, but I liked the fact that it was a lot more character-based than situation-based. Um, and I, I, I'd give it a watch. Um, also, it, there's a, a very good mid-credits bit. Um, yeah, I... I, I, I really quite liked it just a little bit of of, of news uh, that's happening live at the moment uh the irishman is going to be going on netflix on the 27th of november oh it's like a birthday present for you yeah oh shit yeah all right thanksgiving oh shit well that makes sense doesn't it mm. okay 27th of November. Very interesting. <laughs> is there like a trailer or anything, or are they just announced? No, not, not, that trailer will go live at some point, but yeah, 27th of November, Wednesday. Obviously, the trailer will go live at some point. Is that they actually announced that the trailer will go live at some point? Yeah, basically, that's what it said. <laughs> Theory, mate. Yeah. I, I, with, the, with the Netflix thing, you, you could see them just not releasing the trailer until about a week or two before. Mm. Mm. But yeah, 27th of November. Which means it's probably finished. Yeah. Or at least they, they have a roadmap to say that it's going to be. No. Yeah. Also, no. Well, another bit of live news, because I just saw it on the War Party Instagram feed, uh, is that uh, they started production today on uh, the Raid remake. Raid Redemption? No, the Raid remake. Well, hang on, who's seen that then? Uh, uh, I thought we made a film that was in America a couple of years ago. Rick, they're doing an American version of that one. I think it's Grilla. Yeah, okay. That, that feels like the horse is bolted, but okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's Grilla. Uh, I think some of the cast from the raid are actually back in it. They haven't released full cast details, but the, the room for the, uh, and I, I'm with you, the guy, the main guy from the raid, yeah. he's playing Mad Dog in the American remake. Okay. Which could be quite interesting. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I really love the raid. I, I love the raid, but you, you know, the thing is, I, I'm interested to see what they do with it. Yeah. Sorry, I just, I just saw those two little things. Okay, no, nice. So, let's move on to what we do in the shadows. Directed by Taika Waititi and starring Taika Waititi. 
Jermaine Clement uh, and others. Jonathan Dean, I think is the other guy's name, and a bunch of other folks. So it's a mockumentary about a uh, collection of vampires who flat share and their trials and tribulations. Um, they're all kind of different guys. And yeah, it's just a very kind of gentle comedy, I suppose, but with some good filmmaking in it. Um, so did you guys see this in the cinema originally or um, you catch up with it at home? I think caught with it at home. I don't think we did it in the cinema. No. No. Yeah, I think it was at home. No, fair enough. Yeah, no, fair enough. I um, I, I, I managed to see it in the cinema um, at the time. <laughs> I, it, it, I don't know. Playing. It's quite a big. Oh no. Okay. I don't know. I don't think it's playing at. at... There was something. There was some reason we were going to go and sit and sit. There was a reason why we couldn't or something. That sounds about right. Mm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it kind of seemed like a big deal. It was kind of like the hot film du jour at the time, and obviously, um, it, it kind of paved the way for Taika Waititi to um, kind of make a, the, the big step up after his um, after his previous films. What was it, uh, Boy? And did he did he direct Eagle vs Shark? Uh, he did, but he also did the uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. That was that was, that was, that was that, Yeah, that was after. Uh, yeah, yeah, Eagle yeah. vs Shark and Boy. Yeah, so. Um, I've yet to catch up with either of those, and I really should. But um, yeah, so uh, Mark, what do you think of uh, what we do in the shadows? Like, kind of a few few years in. It, it, it's a strange one. Uh, my opinion, what we do in the shadows, really, in the sense that I kind of enjoy it while I'm watching it. But if you were to turn it off at any point during it, I wouldn't care. Um, it, it, it's fine and I chuckle a little bit um, but I just don't care um, and I think it just cause I think it just it doesn't really land with me it says I, I find it amusing and I can I can watch it but I do find that I get about halfway through it and go I'm kind of done with watching this now, but I will continue watching it and I'll, I'll enjoy it enough watching it, but I don't care if that makes any sense at all. I mean, not really. I'm fine with it. I just I don't, don't care. <laughs> it's not one. I think people... I, I, I don't get that it's got a spin-off series. I'd love to watch that. Um, and people seem to really, people seem to really, really, really like it. And I'm just like, right, I don't get what's there to really, 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 really like. But it is funny at points. But it does seem to tread an awful lot of the same ground over and over, which, yeah... Um, so I'm fine with it but I don't think I'll ever watch it again I actually think it would work really well as a TV series I, if it fucking is one you don't watch it it's not on anything TV I I, I love it I love this film um, but I do think the only sort of weird thing about it is 
feels like it's building to something because you've got this, no it's not you've got this lead up to this party and you think this party's going to be this real big deal and then it it just kind of it, it's like it a, isn't it's like yeah. a scout hall but it's it's stuff like that that's just like they've built this you know obviously there's, there's the whole vampire mythology but they're just kind of surviving in the modern world and in the modern world it's like they couldn't just go around being just scary evil proper actual vampires so they have parties in like town halls and they live in flats and they have to do the dishes and that that is the funny bit of it and there's there's so many sort of great quotes in it like the, the, when you're watching them they're, they're like they're honestly like crease me but um like you don't necessarily remember i was looking through the the imdb quotes section <laughs> and i just came across the leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet what are you bidding on i'm bidding on the table that's fucking hilarious yeah, it is, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I think we drink virgin blood because it sounds cool and oh well think of it like this if you want to eat a sandwich you'd want to know no one has fucked it <laughs> yeah that is a great line being all like pc and we're werewolves not swearwolves i don't yeah i don't like i don't like the werewolves <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got to say that just reminded me. We um, just as a slight tangent, uh, Donna and I um went through the first series of Year of the Rabbit, uh, which is this Channel Four thing that finished just this last week, starring Matt Berry, um, yeah. of the US yeah. remake of What We Do in the Shadows, and it's like this kind of like Victorian era set, kind of like cop show basically with um, yeah. sorry. Detective or something. I read about this the other day. Yeah. It's like he's he's a police he's a policeman, but um yeah, and it just like there's a line in that that just felt so what we do in the shadows. But Jermaine Clements in in the last episode, I think Taika Waititi was in one of them as well, if I remember correctly. Um, because obviously they're all very tight. But there's this fucking line. I'm not gonna give you the context, but it was the like he literally goes, There's one thing you don't know about me. I got 29 dog shits in my pocket and it just starts throwing dog shit at this person. And I just, it's yeah. Fair play. That is one thing you did not know about that man. (laughs) It's like the fucking, Oh, there's also um, come out with your hands up or make a loud noise that he says in the first, he's like trying to, he's trying to find someone and it's just come out with your hands up or make a loud noise i don't know year of the rabbit it's on all four and i would have watched the whole thing in one night if i could have it was fucking oh mate you know i don't watch tv like between that and Derry girls i have had a very very good few weeks with tv comedy um but yeah i mean just what Derry Girls are oh, it's like um it's it's been quite hot on Twitter uh, but for a reason uh Channel 4 show set um during the troubles in Ireland and it's just these these girls at school um but it's it's very very good uh but what we do in the shadows the thing is it is the dialogue it's those little bits of dialogue like I said last week it's the whole kind of like I think we should kill them well, I want to see if they have any good safety tips first. <laughs> you know, it, it's 
that whole segment is is brilliant where they're all just like poised in these like kind of really suspicious ways but he's he's, he's hypnotized them but he doesn't know whether it's gonna hold and they're just walking around the house he's like oh my god what's this and they're all like oh, you've got a tin of paint on top of the heater man and it, 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 that whole segment is fucking hilarious oh but yeah the safety tips but it's is is it's fucking funny <laughs> I just I, that 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 cast are just doing like A grade shit all the way through the fucking film. Like I mean, just even Reese Darby talking to that one guy about like not bringing jeans because he's gonna burst out of them, and it's just like bring a pair of fucking joggers, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, like it's, I it like yeah, I don't know. It's just the lines are really really funny and. The, good thing is none of it's like pop culture-y it's it's like it just it feels like stuff that that lines that will carry on i mean like that like you said Bex, i mean the dark bidding bit is fucking amazing (laughs) just the way he says it as well leave me alone to do my dark bidding yeah it's just the the way like he delivers it it's it's great and but then, I mean, I, I think it's also got, like, moments of really interesting visual shit. Like, uh, the, the moments where they um, trap uh, they, they trap the, the people in. And it's like they're running around and they yeah. open the door. And then it's like Jermaine Clement. He's really shit at turning into animals, which they referenced a few minutes beforehand. <laughs> he can't get the faces right. Oh, God, he's just on the table hissing at them with his human face. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. Just, uh, but thinking about it, it is just funny. It's, I mean, Mark, man, like fair play. You know, we've disagreed on things today, and I'm glad that I I can be positive on one thing. But what, what we do in the shadows is fucking brilliant, and I'm sorry you don't think it is. That, that's the thing. The thing is, I don't dislike it. I'm just a miserable. I just, I'm clearly not. Because I watched Guilt Trip. Um, I, but I just, I don't... Barbara Streisand comedy, the more you're fucking level, Mark, then you just, I'll get you some slippers, you can wear your socks pulled up to your fucking knees and just be an old fucking boring man. And and I'll watch What We Do in the Shadows. All right, hipster, you fucking jazzy fucking 80s jumper. Yeah, you need my jumper alone. I don't know how you can not find it fucking I, hilarious. I, I, I find it funny, I just don't find it hilarious. Well, incorrect. Probably, I usually am, <laughs> But that bit actually, that bit's quite good because you get to see them actually being vampire vampires and actually being a bit scary. And those people are scared of them. Like for the rest of it, they're kind of cuddly vampires, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas that bit where they trap, where Jackie brings those people round, um, the guy that she thought was a virgin because when they were seeing each other when they were twelve, he was a virgin. Um, that that bit, they actually get to be sort of scary vampires and. Honestly, it's so sad when Peter dies. I actually find that bit really sad. Poor Peter. He was a bit of a dick. Why was he a dick? He seemed like a dick. He didn't do anything apart from just stab him. Peter's lovely. I mean, he did turn those two guys into vampires. Yeah. I I, I just, I love the way that when, um, I can't remember his name. Name, but the, the guy who gets turned into the vampire it cuts to him 
and it's like yeah i'm a vampire and like peter turned me into one it's him and peter and peter is just kind of like gently nodding to what he's saying and yeah. I, I i i just i really i really like that it's like peter's just this understated guy who just you know just like yeah 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 and you know if if he was if he was speaking he'd probably be like really really reserved and quiet but just like every now and then he just goes off on one like i i, I, I and when peter is burned alive it is fucking horrible it's horrible yeah you don't deserve that you guys you guys should try the tv show i can't believe i'm saying that but you should try the tv show have you watched the tv show it's on iPlayer. Whole thing's on iPlayer. Oh, is it? Oh, cool. Yeah, we're definitely going to be watching that. Yeah, because, I mean, it's Matt Berry is essentially Jermaine Clement. I I watched, when we were on our watching this, I was like, fucking hell, I, I didn't remember Matt Berry was in this. They do actually look really alike. No, the- that's the thing, because I, I'd watched the first couple of episodes of the series, and then I watched the film. And it is like shit, yeah. That's Matt Berry. Like, I mean, like that. Just like the general air of Matt Berry is what Jermaine Clement is doing. Is what we do in what we do in the shadows. I mean, Matt Berry's been around for years, so I, I'm not accusing. I'm not necessarily accusing anyone of copying anyone. But it's very odd though, because like the series, the first episode is directed by Taika Waititi, and the second episode is j- directed by Jermaine Clement. But neither of them are in the TV series. It's it's very odd that it's connected, but then really not connected because the TV series is set in the US with different vampires. But one of them's Matt Berry, even though it's essentially playing the same character as Jermaine Clement in What We Do in the Shadows, the film. It's yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Matt Berry has a very much. He has a very good shtick and it works very, very well for him. Mm. And I, I, I do enjoy Matt Berry in stuff. Um, but he very much is often the same in everything. Just he's a very funny guy. But And the thing is, he's not overexposed. Like, he's not in he's not in fucking everything. You know, like it's he's is I think he's quite picky with what he does because i mean yes he, he had toast uh, toast of london he's got ear of the rabbit at the moment he's done what we do in the shadows but i, I it doesn't feel necessarily ubiquitous maybe to like a certain like uh, subset of people but it, it doesn't feel like he's james corden oh god no no he, he's got a lot more of, i mean he, he keeps dropping off to do his music stuff as well yeah, he released an album last year of um, songs from um, kids' TV shows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I need to look that up. I need to look that up. I need That's to look that up. Oh, Rainbow. Shit. Apple Music. That's odd. Yeah. Do you know what? There's, 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 there's what? There's that. Blankety blank. Two, three, four, 
think you're like seven albums. Yeah, he was a musician first. Yeah. I like Matt Berry. I like it. He's in IT crowd, isn't he, as well? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it was Chris Morris in the first series of IT crowd, I think, and then Matt Berry replaced him. Yeah. Father! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what we do in the shadows, you're incorrect. It's I probably, I, I, I probably am, yeah. It's a tour de force. It's, I wouldn't say it's a tour de force. <laughs> uh, right, what's our audience? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not shit. It's definitely not shit. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I'm guessing, yeah, definitely not shit. And I forgot to put our balls, Matt. Unless you're just assuming everyone thought it was definitely not shit, haven't you? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fuck, how has he done Doctor Who? Does he just do the wows or something? But you think there's auditions as well. No, no. It is just an instrumental though. Yeah, he he does all the he he plays all the music as well for it. Fair play. Alright, now good on him. Uh Questions? Go for it. And you're not hosting. No, but I always do questions. Mm. Ian's welcome to do questions, of course. Oh. You're, you're always the Twitter one, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter dickhead. So our question for you is, can you take... You can take any character from any film and drop them into a completely different film. Which character are you dropping into which film? Uh, Kevin Costner's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in Sorcerer. Oh, that'd be good. Um, what's his name? Confused John Travolta into, I don't know. The Rescuers. Yeah, yeah, fuck it, yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking hilarious, actually. Can I have uh, Lou from Hot Tub Time Machine in Pretty Woman? He does that shit. It would be, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm Imagine, imagine how, how much he would flip his shit at Jurassic I don't do kissing. I'm fucking painting you. You do what the fuck I want. Answers <laughs> um, that. Uh, Chris Burns. Uh, Burns. Uh, um, <laughs> it's a fucking great answer. It's Pee Wee Herman and 12 Angry Men. <laughs> that is awfully good. I saw that earlier today and I fucking just burst out laughing at work. Uh, Rick Kinnett, Rick Jenkin, Russell Crowe's Bud White from LA Confidential drops it on one of those Agatha Christie ensemble murder mysteries, e.g., Murder on the Orient Express. Imagine a good cop, bad cop routine he'd run in conjunction with Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good answer to that. Um, and questions that we had. We had two. Uh, Ethan and Barr, uh, since Disney are making an animated flick look lifelike, which live action film would you want to see redone in animation? The thing. What type of animation? Stop motion. Just to get that stop motion guy to do the whole thing. Fuck, oh, that'd be really good. What's your best? I'd like to see Blade Runner done as like an anime, like an Akira style anime. Ooh, because mine's similar to that. Well, you can't have it. It's not that, it's similar. All right, you can have it. I'd like to see um, 
Terminator, any of the Terminator films, or all of them, mm. done as like a manga. Oh, that's pretty sweet. I like that. Mango was a company that made them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a really fucking hyper violent version of what is that? Remember when they did a scanner darkly and they wrote Rotoscope? It wasn't quite Rotoscope, that apparently. No. No, um, Richard says he it says it wasn't quite the same process as Rotoscope, so it should be called Rotoscope. Ah, okay. okay. Uh, and uh, Rick, uh, Rick Jacob, uh, what star do you think? Uh, you have seen most films in your lifetime. According to my letterbox, it's Samuel L. Jackson, followed by Christopher Lee and Michael Caine, where I've seen over 50 films of theirs. So which acts have you seen most films of? That's like, that, to be fair, that's like an impossible question. But maybe not, rather than which one have you, which one do you think you have seen most of? So it's like an actor where you've seen pretty much all of their back catalogue. I mean, yeah, to be so fair, probably Samuel L. Jackson. That's a really, really good shout. Yeah, I, I'd say by, by default or by accident, not by design, I think a lot of people will be Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Mine's De Niro, because I've seen pretty much everything he's done. You've probably seen more Samuel L. Jackson movies, because he's in more. He is, but I think, but, but I think that's enough that yeah. I've purposely watched, it would be De Niro. We've seen all of After Just back catalogue. We have seen all of After Just back catalogue, yeah. And she isn't quite as prolific as Samuel Jackson or in fact she's in a movie with Samuel Jackson so by watching a, a Judd movie we've actually watched a Sam Jackson movie yeah. and by watching De Niro movies I've watched a few Sam Jackson movies yeah so there you go it is yeah so yeah that was a good question that. but yeah that was all we had for questions this week Okay, cool. So, um, wait, no. but we did get one after we recorded last week. So, let me just find that. So, that's scrolling music. Who's your hold music? Punter at Punter Zero One. Uh, from Chips Records. I think he's called Punter. Don't we normally use like the real names and then well, Paul. Paul. Yeah, you can call him Paul if you call him Punter. That's what it says on Twitter. <laughs> you need to laugh Twitter, bitch. Right. Uh, Disney owns almost every popular franchise on the market. Is that a good or a bad thing? Bad thing. Bad, bad thing. Short cows on this good movies get there. That, that, that's my thing. There's been, there's been a lot of that recently with uh, Disney having, I think it's over Star Wars, Marvel, the Disney live action things and everything, having, I think, over 63 movies in production at the moment like, that will be blockbuster movies uh, or set to be in production on their slayer at the moment. And it's like, I get why people are saying, oh, this is a bad thing because Disney are essentially controlling the, the blockbuster market, right? Mm. Then do you know what? Why didn't more people go and see a little battle angel? People will still go and see these. So you're feeding the fucking beast. If they if they have every fucking franchise that's that's going, there's not much scope for anyone else, is there? Yeah. There isn't. Yeah. But, that, that's, that, that's, but 
that's the thing it becomes like a battle between what like internal producers it just doesn't feel like it's very conducive to competition and to pushing things to an extent it is but they've at the end of the day it's a business and they're going to keep on making money and people are being entertained by what is coming out of them at the moment Mm. yeah but like so are they now in charge of say Deadpool yes well how is that going to they've said that's the interesting bit is what they're going to do with how much do they sanitise the more adult properties well that's that's the thing going forward on what will happen what will happen there and whether or not they'll go under an umbrella of Disney or whether or not they'll keep it to side like they used to do with Touchstone mm. it has to be under the Marvel banner because it's Marvel maybe. no it's not under yeah. Marvel banner is it because it's under Marvel under mm, Fox true. True. it's not Marvel pictures maybe. I don't know I just, I'm just not entirely comfortable with them just having everything I'm not comfortable with it but I think it's I, I think it's, it's sadly it's a product of I mean it's, it, it, let's be honest it's all Zac Efron's fault. Why is it Zac Efron's fault? Because Disney made a shitload of money off um literally had a resurgence post high school musical because it was so unbelievably popular. And that's kinda of like what kick started them back into being a money making machine. Mm. Zac Efron literally created the MCU. Is that right? Kind of. Like Patrick Wilson served modern horror. Yes. There it is. Yeah. Have we got the animals in there? No, I don't. Uh, so, yeah, that was it for questions. That was all. Okay. So, coming up next week, I'm just going to talk a bit quieter because Lossie's going to bed. Uh, we're going to be covering Annabelle Comes Home and, you know, if at least two of us see it, The Lion King, but we shall see. Um, I don't know, there'll probably be some other fucking Netflix thing that pops up that we'll all watch. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. So um, um, at Film Bastards on Instagram and uh, Twitter, film bast- uh, patreon.com forward slash Film Bastards for longer shows. At least one extra show. We will do more extras in the future and to just generally help support the show. Um, at Bexy Foz, at Dude Foz, at Ian Loring, and I think that is going to do it. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this uh, more ranty than usual episode of Film Bastards, and uh, we'll speak to you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye.